Hey there. Our hearts go out to the people of Hawaii following the devastating Maui fires. If you would like to help or are in a position to donate, then the Hawaii Community Foundation has the Maui Strong Fund to directly assist the people of Maui, as well as the Maui Food Bank and Aloha Way Maui Fire Relief Fund. If you're not able to donate, then please share any of the links below to the charities and resources as every bit helps. Let's help our friends in Maui and Hawaii. Thank you. Welcome to another episode of Decked Up, a gaming and tech podcast. And uh, basically what I want to do with this episode, because it's been well over a week since I've done a podcast episode. And for those of you who uh, may not uh, follow me on social media or may not have seen a lot of, the, you know, some of the community posts that I put up on the YouTube channel, um, you know, we recently had, you know, a hurricane come through Hawaii about a week ago. And then on top of that, or rather a week and a half ago, it's been over 10 days since uh, it was in Hawaii. And we also had, on top of that, we had, a, you know, brush fires kick up on Maui. And then that ended up turning into one of the worst natural disasters we ever had in the state of Hawaii in recorded history. And that ended up burning down the entirety of the town of Lahaina and you know a good portion of maui as a whole so this is um you know this has been something that has uh personally deeply affected me uh for a number of reasons and I, i've been mostly quiet about a lot of the personal stuff because i don't want you know my efforts of trying to reach out and bring awareness and support to be um you know over you know overshadowed by my own personal um desire for getting uh the relief and aid and awareness there so um as i've shared on social media like some things like i've lost some cousins and uh some aunts and uncles that they have been um their remains have been found and um it's been you know very tragic having to find out that your family, you know, people you love that uh, you knew or you grew up with that you may have recently seen, you know, died horrifically by burning to death. And um, I've had a number of that. And, you know, every day the, the death toll, you know, the, the death count for the amount of bodies that they're finding has grown. It's over 100 people, like roughly as of um, updated uh, via all the news outlets, uh, I think we're at a death toll, if I'm looking at this correctly now, it's over about 111 people that are currently uh, verified as uh, deceased that they've recovered their bodies from. And we've also got 
you know, th over a thousand thousands that are missing that have not been uh, recovered. And that's been very, very hard. So I've spent the last um, 10 days focusing. And yes, I've released, you know, I've had short scheduled and I've released uh, one review for Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. But um, all of my attention and effort has been on trying to raise awareness for the people of Lahaina, the people of Maui and Hawaii as a whole um, through means of reaching out to companies I've worked with, uh, guests I've had on this and the other podcasts I've been on, and just trying to do everything I possibly can because um, people lost everything with this, this fire, their, their livelihood, culture, history, and um, most of all loved ones and a lot of people lost their lives and it's truly tragic to I, I don't even really know how to convey that through like that loss you know uh my own personal outside of my cousins and my aunt and uncle have been the two of my daughters uh my two oldest daughters uh, they were there in maui in lahaina and they've been missing so um you know thankfully they're not you know there's been nothing confirmed about them you know being dead they're just still missing but um we have gotten some hope that they are still alive and it's one of those things where like you know, they were spotted, but, you know, it's been like a day or two since they were spotted. So I'm I'm holding on hopes that my daughters are fine, that are there. And, um, you know, I don't know if anyone here watches or listens to this podcast. If you've ever had to deal with like the death or loss of a family member, uh, I married one child uh, my first child i had when i was about 19 20 years old she ended up passing away from SIDS, suddenly from death syndrome and um it's been roughly about 15 to 16 years and that's still i'm still affected by that i still go to therapy to deal with that trauma because it's it's you as a parent you never want to have to experience burying your child like you should go before your child right so um and if you're curious as to like how bad it looks i'll go ahead and shift over here uh shout out to kitv for island news so i'm gonna go ahead and just zoom in so you guys can see um stupid ads sorry i get rid of these ads but um this is what Lahaina looks like right now. This whole town, as you can see, this is a devastation. Sorry, their their website is acting up a little bit, so I'm trying to do my best to be able to get it fully in frame. But this is what's, you know, old neighborhoods just completely wiped off the map. You know, if we go further down, so as you can see, you know, some of the stuff that's going on there around Maui, the devastation has been absolutely horrific. Um, just crazy. 
so you know i um i just wanted to share that with you guys so you can understand you know like to the extent of how much has been affected over there and um what i've been doing like i said i've reached out to various uh voice actors companies i've worked with game companies and tech companies to pull together to try and you know not only raise awareness but you know donate and do calls to actions so far i've gotten david hater uh you guys know him as solid snake and big boss i've also hey there our hearts go out to the people of hawaii following the devastating maui fires if you would like to help or are in a position to donate then the hawaii community foundation has the maui strong fund to directly assist the people of maui as well as the Maui Food Bank and Aloha Way Maui Fire Relief Fund. If you're not able to donate, then please share any of the links below to the charities and resources as every bit helps. Let's help our friends in Maui and Hawaii. Thank you. I've also been able to get Nick Apostolides, who you guys know as Leon for his Evil 4 and 2 remake. Hey guys, I'm sure at this point many of you have seen and heard about the devastation happening in Maui right now with the wildfires. So many people have lost their lives, but people have also lost their homes, their entire communities, and their businesses. And so I'm adding a link to an organization in this post called Maui Strong Fund. I do encourage you to take a look, give it a click, and read about what they do. And if you would consider donating, all the proceeds and all the donations go straight to supporting that island. So uh, thanks so much, and have a good weekend. Make as well as Mark Witten, who you guys know from Demon Slayer and so many various projects. He was Seth in Fire Emblem Three Houses. And so, you know, they're on board, more voice actors and, and celebrities are coming on board. We've got a lot of companies such as PlayStation, uh, Nintendo is on board, Square Enix, Capcom, uh, Kepler Interactive, WayForward Technologies, Logitech, Steel Series, uh, Upset Gaming, who does the X screens for the Xbox, and um, so many more. You know, that uh, Koi Tecmo, Marvelous uh, Interactive, EA. So many companies have pulled together that are donating, you know, masses of amounts of money. Like, if I were to pull together all the donations that I, you know, I verify from the voice actors, from the companies and the employees of the companies from last week, Thursday till today, this roughly $5.4 million has been brought together for the sake of, you know, a total of donations to the Maui, um, the Maui Strong Fund that's headed by Hawaii Community Foundation. So it's, um, you know, it warms my heart because I, I didn't think I would be able to get, you know, much support but you know people have come together for the sake of maui and you know it's just it's it's really it's, you know it warms my heart that people are willing to come together to help us here in hawaii because we need all the help and if you're in a position to donate um you know i'll leave links in the description but the main one that i am supporting is the hawaii community foundation's maui strong fund 
you know, they're donating clothing, food, shelter, you know, doing so much for the community there and also trying to help people get back on their feet and rebuild. And then there's also the uh, Aloha Way. Uh, they've got a Maui charity going as well. There's also the Maui Food Bank and there's so many other resources. I'll link them all down below in the, uh, the comment section of the video and within the description of the video as well as the podcast. So if you are capable and if you're not able to donate, then you know consider sharing around you know, that's something that goes much further than you realize, you know, and um, I'm also doing charity streams over on Twitch. So twitch.tv slash Mikhail Casanova. Um, I'm, I do them every Saturday and Sunday, roughly around, I want to say, uh, 2 p.m. Hawaii, uh, 2 p.m. Uh, Pacific time, which will be like uh, if you're in Hawaii, that's like 11 a.m. here. So um with those streams are trying to raise money. Um, I, I set the, the, the amount to a thousand because I know I like, I'm not a big streamer, but you know, so far we've reached half that on my own doing streaming and, um, bringing on other content creators that also want to support with that as well. And on top of that, I also want to add that, uh, these companies that have, uh, donated, they're also donating for, uh, cause we're, we're going to be doing giveaways uh, for people who are verified donors. So if you can verify it on um, any of my stream, if you donate um, and, you know, you donate a certain amount, you'll be eligible to get uh, game codes or uh, products. So uh, currently we've got from Capcom, we've got Resident Evil 4 Remake for, uh, for PC. We also got Street Fighter 6. These are the deluxe edition codes as well as, you know, other games from like Square Enix and such. And uh, we've got physical products as well, like gifts from Logitech to give away, as well as a uh, computer from Acer. So there's a lot going into this. And I, I know I'm taking up a lot of time talking about this for the podcast, but this is something that's very, very important to me. Um, you know, the, the charity streams and just you know, raising awareness. And, and yeah, so uh, just wanted to share that. And then... Um, yeah, I don't know how to go into the next topic, but yeah, this is why I haven't been making a lot of content because that's what my focus has been. And, um, you know, hopefully um, the people that are missing are found, my daughters would be found, and we can um, just get back to building. I know there's a lot of stuff going on, conspiracy theory, you know, people out here have been sharing that around. And I've really been disappointed seeing that a lot of people here are more focused on spreading and sharing conspiracy theories than coming together in many ways for, you know, raising awareness. And it's not everyone, but that's, it's a number of people doing that. And a lot of people I know doing that and it's very, um, shameful. So as we say in Hawaiian, Awe, it's, it's not good. Um, moving on to the next topic, um, we're going to go ahead and dive into it. The main thing we're talking about here on this uh, episode, which is going to be uh, the more screens on the Lenovo Legion Go. You know, more has come out. Shout out to Windows Report. They uh, got a first look at it. And I mean, depending on who you talk to, some people say they leaked this out. Um, but, you know, hey, that's not my problem. We're just going to talk about it. So the Lenovo Legion Go uh, gaming handheld looks really nice. I'm actually liking this mock, but well, I guess this is actually official stuff. So 
Um, we're going to read through the article, but I kind of want to just look at the pictures of it first because I like the way this looks. This looks like this is going to be very ergonomical. Um, I like you've got the trackpad on the right side, which is going to be helpful when it comes to uh, navigating windows. And I like the offset sticks. And then, you know, you've got uh, your start, select, and all that functionality there, or, you know, whatever their specific buttons are, and then start and select. Um, and hopefully the buttons, the buttons look very much like the Steam Deck buttons, which I am, I'm not going to lie, I'm very excited, because I do like the Steam Deck's buttons. Um, I, do, I like the, the ROG Allies buttons as well, but I do feel I'm just more enamored with the ones that the Steam Deck has. And then it's got a built-in kickstand, so this is something that, in my opinion, puts them ahead of uh, everyone else. And then, uh, from what I'm seeing here, you've got, um, you know, you've got not only your bumpers on the top, left, and right, but you've got this side button, so it seems. And then you've got here, your right hand, you've got two different buttons, uh, back paddles, or back pressure buttons. And then you've got one similar to the Steam Deck on the left side. Along with, like I said, you've got the kickstand here, which is really neat. And then you've got full ventilation, so uh, airflow is not gonna be a problem. Now, the only thing I'm kind of curious about, and I'm not sure if I can see here, because we're gonna go ahead and zoom that in a little bit. Um, so it seems like uh, you, got you got your ventilation on the top, on the back, uh, looks like you're a charging port on the top, power button, volume, headset. I'm not seeing, or maybe I'm blind, but I'm not seeing there be a, um, I don't see there being a micro SD card on the slot. Or if it is, because of this ventilation, it probably it's going to be a lot better. They may have even gone back to the drawing board to uh, redo this. So, you know, based off of what we're seeing with the ROG Ally. And then, um, you know, hopefully SD card slot will be in the back here on um, underneath the kickstand similar to the switch or you know on the bottom now this is taking a lot from the nintendo switch as far as design aesthetics uh, i'm gonna go down because right here we've got basically removable uh joysticks and i'm hoping that they're also gonna have it looks like they're gonna have wireless functionality too but uh it doesn't look like they like slide on and off kind of like the 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 joy cons on the nintendo switch it looks like you know from the little divot we can see on the right side here and we pair that up with here it looks like you can put it in and then there's a release button that allows it to detach itself now this has i mean it already having that similar switch functionality because this is very much so more similar to the switch oled than it is like the standard switch because look at that key, you know, that kickstand right there. But uh, having detachable Joy-Cons, that, or, you know, well, yeah, Joy-Cons, let's just call it what it is. Detachable Joy-Cons, to me, is uh, really rad. I really do like that. I like the fact that it has that functionality because that's gonna mean I don't need to go out and buy a whole nother separate pair of, um, you know, like a separate controller for use. Like I'll, I'll still have, like I got my controllers to use, but like this with me, I wouldn't have to go out of my way to go and do that. And that, you know, I'm always grateful for something like that. Um, and I hope the lightweight, probably the battery life should be, I would say, I hope the battery life is better than what we get on Joy-Cons. 
because if so, it's already a winner and having the kicks in and everything like that. Um, I'm curious as to what the internals are like, because if it's on par with the ROG ally, it'll be good. I'm thinking the pricing is probably going to be within the same ballpark figure as the ROG ally, but I'm also hoping maybe they can undercut if they can drop this at with similar specs to the ally, but drop it for like either five ninety nine or like five or like six fifty six forty nine. I think they would definitely be under to be able to undercut um, a suits, especially if they, they're going to have like a little bit more better optimization too. I think it would not be hard for them uh, to dethrone because you think about it, Asus is the first major manufacturer to come at this, and this will be the secondary one. Like I, I told you guys before, we even knew about this. All these companies were going to be doing this. You know, they're all going to be coming out with it, um, their own take on a Steam Deck type of competitor. So you know, expect one from Acer, expect one from Alienware, which we've already we know Alienware is making one. They've shown one off back in 2020. But um, probably they've gone back to the drawing board. But that also had this Joy-Con-like functionality, too. So, you know, seeing this, uh, quite honestly, um, depending on the price of this, I actually would get rid of my ROG Ally for this. You know, uh, hopefully they're not using the Genesis card reader because that would suck. But uh, seeing this, I like the way it looks. It looks very comfortable and ergonomic. Like the screen, hopefully it's uh, got a VRR screen similar to the Asus ROG Ally can go 1080p to 120 hertz. I think that would be good. Or if they can put in there a 144 hertz screen, I think that would be awesome as well. Um, 1080 needs to be a standard. I don't want it to be a uh, 720p screen. Uh, hopefully it's within the same size range of being like you know, seven and a half to eight inch screen, uh, 1080p would be fine. I don't think, you know, some people say, oh, we need ones with 4K and all that. No, we don't need 4K or 2K. At these size ranges, uh, it's going to be very hard to differentiate. Hopefully this is a OLED, OLED panel. Um, probably not. Uh, I don't mind it being a VA or, or a TN panel, but hopefully it'd be a, a, an OLED because the colors will pop and have the vrr um and you know i think some people say they they would like it to have uh hdr i don't care about hdr on this i think you know uh, oled would be fine enough and because you know hdr on windows is still not that great if we're being completely honest but i like the look of it um the modular buttons so like m1 m2 and you know m3 and all these other i um Actually, if I look closer, at that, uh, I don't see, I assume this is going to be like, it has latches on both sides. Or maybe these are trigger locks, I don't know. But I assume, you know, we're going to have really good ventilation on this. And it looks like it's probably going to weigh roughly around what the ROG Ally is going to. So let's go ahead and read through this article. Um, if we go up to the top. Oh, okay, wait. Looks like. That's either uh, a wrist loop for like both of the individual Joy-Cons or it could be like how you detach it. I'm thinking it's probably going to be similar to that, uh, you know, the loop. I forget where they go on here. Like the loops on the, um, that you can put, oh, well, they have the attachable, I forgot. The attachment things to the Joy-Cons. 
It's like, I think it's probably going to have something similar to that. But we'll read the article. It says exclusive images. This is a Lenovo Legion Go gaming handheld. Here's a look at Lenovo's new gaming handheld, the Legion Go. Um, oh, whoa. Uh, new in-depth images with Legion Go and info about that. Let's go ahead and click on this article. So it's newer. That's cool. Okay, so it is. <laughs> I know people have said that this is. Uh, some of the journalists I I know have said that this group has um. They broke embargo, so it's not really exclusive. But uh, okay, so it's gonna have AR glasses as well, so you can connect to it, similar to like the um. I forgot what they're called, but a lot of people were using those glasses, where so you can just put it on and it's like a screen on your face. Um, what other pictures they have? Okay, so this is additional images. Looks good. I like the look of it. This is definitely a uh, official product. Okay, here at the top. Great, we got more information here. All right, they do on the top. There is a micro SD card reader on the top. Uh, you got their volume rocker, USB C, um, auxiliary input, power button, speakers on the top. Um, and then you've got the thermal fan. Now, okay, I know a lot of people are going to probably rag on this for having the micro SD card readers on the top, but at least on this, as opposed to how it is on the ROG Ally, it is on the right side away from the micro SD card readers. So that is a better ergonomical or, or, or better, better design than what we got with the ROG Ally. Um, on the bottom, okay, so we got mode switches. So on the bottom, there is uh, FPS mode switch and then mouse sensor. That's interesting. I'm curious how that, that's going to work. Like, is, is it going to be a sense of where, like, you can uh, pull off the Joy-Con and it works like a mouse? I don't know. I'm very curious about that. Uh, and then you got a USB-C uh, port on the bottom. So two USB-C ports is dope. Uh, I wonder if they're going to have a proprietary dock to take advantage of the port on the bottom. But if anything, any of the docks that we already have, or, um, you know, like if you've got any of the docks you got for the Steam Deck, you know, like various docks like these, or if you've got USB-C hubs, like the ones from Anchor or whatever, you should be fine, you know, uh, you'll be able to use this. Um, let's see, what else we got? So detachable, uh, so the Legion L and Legion R type of joy pads, all right? Uh, we got one trackpad. It doesn't need two trackpads. One trackpad to me is fine. So view, menu, D-pad. Hope the, I hope the D-pad is good. The D-pad on the RNG Ally is amazing. So I hope this is equally as good. And then uh, more details in it. Left and right bumper. We got the modular Y1 and Y2. And, and both of them, okay, I was correct. They do have like the quick release button similar to the Joy-Cons but they're on the bottom. So you press the release button on the bottom and, and I assume it goes detachable. Um, then you've got, okay, thermal holes, kickstand, mouse wheel. That's interesting. I wonder how that functions. Um, right trigger M1, M2 on the side, M3 on the back, Y3. Okay. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm digging this. this is, you got a lot of modularity with this. So I, I like this. Okay. Uh, AMD Ryzen Z1 series. So this is going to be using a similar chipset as the ROG Ally. 
Okay, so pulling it apart. Okay, so you got the big fan. So it only has one fan. But I hope this is like more industrial. Because the one thing about the Ally is it's got dual fans. This only has one that we're seeing. So that's interesting. So I'm assuming this is going to be a high-powered one. Uh, I think dual fans is better because, you know, better thermals. But we'll see. Um, and then I guess this is a, a breakdown. We'll come back to that in a second. So, okay, intake and outtake. All right. So it seems like it might be a high-powered intake. All right. All right. So let's go through and read this article. I was going to read the last one, but I think this one might as well go with the more updated one, right? So exclusive AR glasses from Lenovo Legion Go release date and new images. Lenovo's AR glasses might change the way you game. I'm digging that. The only thing is I'm going to have to wear some contacts because I can't wear my current glasses with those type of glasses. Uh, so it says, uh, the Legion Go gaming handheld is Lenovo's answer to on-the-go gaming, but it has to go against the likes of Steam Deck, ROT Ally, Aya Neo, or even Nintendo Switch. Can it keep up or even surpass with the latest and greatest from Valve and Asus? You're about to find out, as we've got our hands on some incredible images and new info about how powerful the new console might be. We already unveiled the general look, which was the previous article that uh, we looked at. Uh, and features of the Legion Go, thanks to our exclusive and reliable sources, we've got more in-depth de uh, detailed photos, including a port uh, breakdown and a, a close inside look and some AR glasses that might be bundled with it. Uh, before we dive in, here are a couple things to know. Le uh, the Legion Go is Lenovo's new gaming handheld that will sport Windows 11. It will likely be officially unveiled at IFA 2023, and they said they'll also be there, alongside a plethora of other gaming gear. It's set to go against the likes of the Steam Deck, ROG Ally, Ioneo. The console combines some of the best hardware features of its competitors. The console might also come bundled with AR glasses. And if they do come with that, I'm assuming the price is going to probably be the same as the uh, ROG Ally. So there's no price or availability info yet, but we'll keep you updated. Uh, so this is not Lenovo's first attempt at a gaming handheld. Uh, remember the Legion Play? I do remember that. A lot of people actually think this is the same as that, but uh, yeah, Android Cloud Gaming is just still not there. Um, and yeah, they didn't, they never launched that. So, well, it seems the company is finally ready to compete in the handheld space. So, the Lenovo AR glasses, what we know so far. First, let's start with the most intriguing piece of information Lenovo's AR glasses. According to our reliable sources, it seems that Lenovo is preparing to launch an entire gaming ecosystem alongside the Legion Go. Among the accessories is a new pair of Legion AR glasses specifically tweaked for gaming. Lenovo isn't new in the AR space or augmented reality space, but the company focused on business and productivity in the past and less so on the consumer side. Think Reality A3 Smart Glasses is an excellent example of that as the device is better for workspace scenarios than anything else. Last year, the company attempted to bring to market a pair of AR glasses for the masses, but now that might become a reality. It says uh, the augmented um reality market has some offerings but none that offer enough features and usability to become mainstream until apple makes the vision pro widely available and much cheaper there's no real competition uh for a mainstream device for everyday users maybe lenovo will change that 
Uh, we don't have any confirmed specs or release date for the Legion AR glasses, but we might see them at IFA 2023 alongside the Legion Go. Based on the images we have, the glasses should be small enough to wear through long gaming sessions with only one USB uh, cable connecting them to any device, most likely for power, which means no standalone battery. Uh, that's how many of these AR glasses are, so I'm not really surprised by that. The Lenovo uh, or the Legion AR glasses could also feature a high refresh rate and other gaming specific features as the Legion branding implies they're made specifically for that. That's a good thing, as it will mean they'll be great for everyday tasks too. Finally, a pair of AR glasses that we can actually use. Well, that's more of a question. <clears throat> says, uh, we don't, <clears throat> sorry, we don't know if the Legion AR glasses will come as a standalone device, uh, most probably, or with the Legion Go. Still, our pictures indicate that both devices will work together seamlessly, especially with the Legion Go's USB-C port at the bottom, which means the cable won't interfere with your controls. This might also point to a possible launch bundle with the two products. Imagine pairing the two and having access to your Game Pass or Steam games anywhere on a giant screen right in front of you. Isn't that a great promise? I agree, it is. I would absolutely love that. Like I said, um, this is shaping up to be something that would make me get rid of my um, ROG ally. Or at least give that over to my, my wife. And, um, that'll be something she can play, use for like more powerful games. So let's start with the obvious. Legion Go couldn't be more different, but the same as... Most of its competitors. It's not just another handheld, but it's a device that takes the best features we think from the Steam Deck, ROG Alley, and Nintendo Switch and combines them under one roof. So let's look at the design ergonomics. Now, hopefully, they give us. It looks like. This looks like. I'm not sure if this is removable thumbsticks, but hopefully, these have the uh, Hall Effect sensors in them because that would literally set them apart from everyone else. But it says the Legion Go might be similarly sized to the Steam Deck and RGI, but boasts a bigger 8-inch 16x9 or 16x10 screen. According to our images, the bezels could be much smaller than uh, on other devices, adding to a better gaming experience. I agree with it. So we got two mics on the, on the uh, front here, and then speakers on the top. Uh, I kind of prefer having speakers front-facing. Or like maybe the whole thing is a speaker here, but you know I, I can live with speakers being on the top. Uh, the Joy-Cons use a pre-classic button placement, and from what we can see, the device might have Hall Effect joysticks. Hopefully, knock on wood. Besides the D-pad and ABXY, the front includes a menu and view buttons, Legion L and Legion R buttons, and a trackpad similar to what Valve Steam Deck has. So that trackpad is going to be great. I know some people like having two, but I think having one for navigating uh, Windows is going to be so great. And plus, like, you know, and the reason a trackpad on this and being able to pull up a menu and view is if you look at the, um, the ROG Ally, the docking experience with that is not great because it's still, it leans on you needing to have like a dock and also have, you know, uh, wireless mouse and keyboard because it's still Windows. It's not even with their front load, um, front load uh, ASUS uh, gaming software as an overlay. It's still on top of Windows, and there's the jank that's going to come with that. You're going to get that with any Windows handheld device. So 
but having a trackpad to be able to maneuver around menus and, and all that is going to be great. So it says each Joy-Con has a release button on the back alongside two back triggers and the classic L uh, left trigger, left bumper, right trigger, right bumper. Uh, we can also see some intake thermal holes in the back of the device with the exhaust on the top side. This means your hands should stay nice and cool during long gaming sessions. If you ever get tired, there's also a switch like stand and prop it up anywhere you want. The The biggest thing, I mean, I like that it's got the two thermal intake sides on the back, but it's still one fan versus two. So I, with that type of... Um, if the screen is a 16 by 10, if it's 1080 with VRR, I feel like we're probably going to be getting something that might get a little warm, warmer than the ROG Ally at least. I don't know how I feel about that because I would rather with two thermal intake holes, I'd rather there be, you know, a fan here and a fan here um, to keep it cool overall. But then again, they might have one really high powered fan that's going to be uh, able to keep the whole device cool. And also, I'm curious about the thermals. But um, still, the SD card readers on the top left. Um, hopefully, it's not near anywhere where it can get overheated. And I also hope that uh, it's got better thermal pasting and thermal compound on it and just uh, better housing. And it's not the Genesis reader. Uh, anyways, the last exciting thing on the back of the right Joy-Con is a strategically placed mouse wheel. Uh, we can't say for sure what it's for, but if it's programmable or has a dynamic behavior, we can see a use for it in mini games with Zoom being just one uh, use case. So games and user interface. According to our sources, the, the Legion Go will support Windows 11, which is excellent news for all those PC gamers. Uh, we don't have any other info regarding proprietary side OS or maybe a Lenovo dedicated user interface, but the fact that it will run Windows 11 out of the box is a considerable advantage, which it is. I know a lot of people don't like Windows, uh, as um, you know, James and I, or AKA uh, Games Revealed, and I were saying on his podcast, if y'all didn't check it, go, uh, I'll link that down below, go check out his podcast. Um, it, uh, having Windows, is a benefit because you can play literally everything and a lot of the hate for windows is really blown out of proportion a lot of people just don't know how to use windows or you got the people who are the linux fanboys who are probably they're the most vocal and then you've got the people that only know mac os and you know they don't really like anything else so but having windows which means you have you know universal support across the board so it says, imagine playing uh, any of your PC AAA titles on the go, which we'll come back to that in a minute. Put playing AAA titles in perspective. But we'll come back to that. Uh, on the go on a big enough screen that also seems to be a touch screen. Again, this is unconfirmed, but based on the size of the screen, the size of the bezels, and the number of inputs the console offers, it's a somewhat safe assumption. Regarding games, you'll be able to access any of your current PC titles and more. Your FPS count may vary, but based on the fact that the console will support AMD's Phoenix processors, performance shouldn't be an issue unless you're going for 4K gaming or higher. Which, yeah, I would never recommend trying to do 4K or even 1440p gaming on this. Stick to 1080p. Uh, which, you know, what's the, uh, if it's going to have AMD Phoenix processors, it's fine for that. You know, uh, I, I wouldn't, especially the AMD, yeah, the AMD Z1 Phoenix Press. Yeah. I wouldn't try to go above that. Um, and don't, 
realistically expect every game to have 1080p 120 hertz support if this does have a VRR screen. Uh, so while there aren't any official performance figures, our images show enough to go on. Most importantly, the Legion Go will support an AMD Ryzen Z1 processor specifically designed for handheld Windows-based devices. That also confirms that the console will come with Windows 11 out of the box. Pair that with the performant cooling system and possibly Thunderbolt ports, which if it does have that, I'm going to be excited. And we could have a great package from Lenovo. The presence of a micro SD card reader and 3.5 millimeter combo audio jack are also some excellent additions to improve the usability and versatility of the console. So it says, here's a quick comparison of the Legion Go and its main competitors based on what we know right now. All right, so architecture. So it's, uh, the Legion Go is going to have the AMD Z4 and RDNA 3. The Ally has uh, the same type of thing, whereas the uh, Steam Deck has uh, AMD Zen 2 and RDNA 2. So you know, this is probably going to be pretty much on par with the Ally, if not a little bit more powerful. So APU, uh, this is going to be using the AMD Phoenix base, uh, 8C, uh, 16T, up to 5.1 gigahertz, whereas uh, the Ally has the Ryzen Z1 Extreme, AC, uh, 16T, up to 5.1 gigahertz. So like I said, very variable, uh, very comparable. And then they also got the Z1 non-extreme, which they have not released yet. Um, whereas the Steam Deck has the uh, AMD Van Gogh 4C8T up to 3.5 gigahertz. So already, all three of these are more powerful than the Steam Deck. So SOC GPU. So AMD iGPU for uh, 12CU at uh, 2.7 gigahertz for the Legion Go. And that's the same as the ROG Ally um, with the Z1 Extreme, not so much the uh, regular Ryzen Z1. The Valve Steam Deck has AMD iGPU 8CU at 1.6 GHz. So SSC, uh, SOC TDP, uh, they haven't announced any of that. So pretty much everything except for the OS is not known. So just keep all that in mind. Um, so we don't know what the wattage is, uh, external GPU, memory capacity, or anything. I feel that the memory capacity is going to be the same as the ROG Ally. And I also think the storage is, they're probably going to do 256 and 512. If they really want to take a market from ASUS, drop a one terabyte model at the same price as the Z1 Extreme uh, ROG Ally, and you're going to have people lining up to buy it. That, right, yeah, that, that to me is, that, that would be a game changer. If, uh, 256 is not enough if you're going to get AAA titles, and um, if you're going to emulate on top of it, you're going to need more storage. 512 is already not enough, uh, especially for PC gaming. I hope the battery is higher than 40 watt. So 40, it needs to be higher than 40 watt hour. I'm hoping if if the, the going off the design, probably make it a 60 watt. Or 70 if they can squeeze that in. But um, yeah, we don't know the pricing yet, so we're gonna find out more. So battery and cooling. So based on sources and images we have, the battery life might be better than expected. There's no exact number yet, but the thickness of the device is hints at a decent enough capacity. While the top back half seems dedicated to cooling and air management, the bottom half is almost exclusively battery. Remember that mileage may vary depending on the use scenario as with other all other handhelds. We see a large back intake and a top-mounted exhaust 
for cooling with a single fan on the console's upper side. The only concern here might be the noise levels and how Lenovo dealt with fan profiles based on the performance output. But we'll find out more about this uh, when we test it. So yeah, just stay tuned for more information on that. So uh, availability and price. Uh, currently, there's no info regarding the availability or price of the Lenovo Legion Go. Our best guess is that we'll see the, uh, the new gaming handheld at the IFA 2023 event. Will also be present, so there uh, to confirm all the specs and details. Maybe a Q4 official launch this year. I can definitely see this dropping either the end of this year or beginning of next year. Probably, they want to get the most money, drop it closer to the holiday season. And if we got this much already, they're probably ready to to start putting this on shelves. Uh they need to put this in store. So. I would, you know, go the same route, partner with Best Buy and have it in there so people can walk in and buy it there. Also, I would say put it in GameStops. Like this would sell in GameStops. Put it in GameStops, people buy it. Um, hell, put it in Walmarts. You know, anywhere you can buy a computer, Walmart, Target, you know, Fry's, um, Micro Center, wherever, you know. Wherever you can walk in and buy it, if it's available to purchase, that's going to be major. And then um says regarding the price, their estimate is going to be closer to the Ally. And I agree. I, is, I definitely think it's going to be under $1,000. I think it's going to have a similar specs to the Ally. I just think they should undercut them by $50 to $100. So that's just my opinion. Nothing's going to come at the same price as the Steam Deck, but... You know, it can come at the same price. The ally set the the standard. So every other company is going, if they're going to enter this space, they're going to have to enter at this space at the same price point or like slightly below, slightly above. They can't, it cannot be a eight to thousand dollar device. So that is, uh, yeah. Um, that's everything with this article. Uh, removable joy cons is a bonus. Dual intake is a bonus. Hopefully it's got really good cooling. I like the chip that they're going to be using on it. Um, trackpad, the modular functionality of the buttons. I am they're deeply on board with this. Uh, it, the only thing I can say, like I'm very curious as to how the mouse wheel works. I want to know more about that. The modular buttons, having different buttons on each side is going to be, uh, you're going to have to get muscle memory to remember a lot of that. But um Curious about this mouse uh, sensor. I'm curious about the mode switch. Um, I'm assuming if you got a mouse wheel and it's a mouse sensor, I'm thinking you can hold it kind of like a regular Joy-Con like this. And if you're on a, you know, device, I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. I think it would be cool. Um, the micro SD card reader on the top. Hopefully we don't have overheating issues. I will like when this comes out, I'll be picking this up. I will definitely be picking this up and uh, I'll be doing coverage on this. So definitely look forward to that. Um, other than that, um, you know, hopefully Hall Effect sensors and sticks. I'm excited for this device and the AR glasses. That looks cool. But for me, I'm going to have to have like, you know, contacts in. But yeah, you know, if it comes it, it definitely, if it comes at the same price as the Ally and it comes bundled with those glasses, that's a guaranteed selling. So yeah, that's uh, I that's what I want to talk about as far as that. I'm really excited for that and um, the information 
that we've gotten. So shout out to um, Windows Report for covering or leaking that, depending on who you talk to. Other things I want to talk about, I want to bring up the uh, Switch. So as you guys know that um, there are rumors that we're going to be getting a new Switch uh, variant. I'm going to close that. So it's uh, Switch 2 rumors. This is from um, Tom's Guide. I know the person who wrote this article is uh, Roland Moore uh, Collier. So it says Nintendo Switch 2 rumors and everything we know so far. So we do. I know, I know we've had like Super Mario Day 64 and many others for years say that, hey, you know, the Switch Pro, the Switch Pro. But uh, we actually have confirmation that Nintendo will be releasing a new uh, Switch device. They haven't um, publicly made a statement, but, you know, on calls, they've mentioned it. And uh, also other developers have mentioned it as well. And we do know that there's a Mario game on the way that is specifically for the new Switch. So um, it says a Nintendo Switch 2 could be on the way. So here's what we've heard and we think so far. Um, credit goes to, the image credit goes to Tom's guy. So it says, while far from official, the Nintendo Switch 2 rumors are starting to pick up pace. Given the Nintendo Switch is six years old and based on Asian hardware, it's li likely that the Japanese gaming giant is working on a replacement console. And that console is likely to be the Switch 2. While Nintendo tends to introduce wholly new consoles for home use that build upon the features and power of their successors, or will they go for something completely new? See the Nintendo 64 and the GameCube years. Very different. Um, both those consoles were failures. Uh, some of the best games, but you know, outside of first party, they were both failures. Uh, it's been more iterative with uh, its handheld machines. As such, we'd rather uh, we'd be rather confident that the next big game, uh, next big games machine from Nintendo, will be the Switch 2, even if it isn't given a name. We're hoping to see big improvements in power and OLED display is standard and the ability to output in 4K and keep up with the best TVs you can buy right now, which, yeah, it definitely needs to be able to have a 4K capability because we have 8K um, TVs and monitors coming out. Uh, you know, uh, there you can record in 8K. You can watch, you know, movies and stuff in 8K. And, you know, 12K is also right around the corner. So yeah, they need to have this have a 4K capability. So with that in mind, here's what we think uh, we know so far about the Nintendo Switch 2, as well as what we like to see. Um, and then this is updated. So new Mario game has been tipped for the Nintendo Switch 2, and they're gonna be using Unreal Engine 4. Um, they've also gotten some tips. They'll probably be $400 to like $50 more than the OLED. Um, Likely have an LCD display, but also there'll be a 512 gig onboard storage, which, yeah, it needs that. The Switch is woefully, they're, they're yeah, they need more internal storage. So, so given a pair of recent rumors have popped up hinting at the teasing of the experience of a Switch 2, could cautiously suggest a second generation Switch could arrive around the next 12 months, which that makes sense. It's apparently said to be released around the same time as PS5 Pro, which is dumb. I don't know why we're having that. While we had originally hoped Nintendo's latest hardware could arrive in 2023 during the company's annual financial report, President uh, Shintaro Furukawa confirmed there are no plans to release any hardware during the next fiscal year. That means we should not expect a Switch 2 until sometime after March of 2024. A release in the first quarter of 2024 was given some weight by a report from Chinese investment site Money DJ, which, when outlining the production outtook at Hangzhou, a metal 
cases manufacturer and subsidiary of Han Hai Technology Group expects the company to benefit from the launch of the Switch 2, presumably by manufacturing parts of the console. The same production then reported that sources for a CMO sensor provided provider, which has Nintendo as a customer, know that a new Japanese game console is due to launch in early 2024. Like I, so I could definitely see this launching in March, um, you know, March 4th or so would be nice because that would be, you know, around the same time the, the switch launched. <clears throat> so, um, they said they're taking this to referring to Nintendo Switch 2. The majority of reports suggest that launch in 2024 is being targeted, but sources with knowledge of Nintendo's next generation console plans suggest Nintendo's plan for a release in the second half of next year. So as for price, this, the, the Switch OLED comes in at $350. Um, so we would hazard a guess to say a next generation Switch would sit around that price point. Especially if it does indeed make use of LLED display, but we've heard so much that it's going to be LCD. However, a recent leak from a tipster with, with a fluctuating reputation for accurate uh, information has claimed that Nintendo Switch 2 will cost roughly about $399. So it's about $50 more than Switch OLED, but would also make sense as a time when the cost of hardware tends to be trending upwards. So, uh, very rough estimation of the specs. Uh, so they're going to stick to a system on a chip with, from NVIDIA, uh, likely with some next generation take on the age Tegra X1 chip found in the current switch. So they'd not be surprised if Nintendo got a custom chipset from NVIDIA as well, uh, given the source success and scope of the switch, but advancements by AMD as seen with the valve steam deck could put team red, um, with an outside chance of providing the Silicon for a next generation switch but we still err on the side of NVIDIA. I personally wouldn't mind if they put something, like if they took the AMD uh, Z1 Extreme chip and put that in uh, Switch 2, man, think about the power and performance of that. But I do think, because um, they have an exclusive contract with NVIDIA, I do expect it to be another mobile chipset from them. Hopefully it's something that can be on part of the Z1 Extreme because... Uh, we're getting to a point where if Nintendo, if you can't port games to the Switch, we're already seeing how vast of a, you know, uh, the dynamic scale difference between like games on the Switch versus other platforms. And they need to bring a level of par uh, parity. So, because if it's going to become as hard as it is now, a lot of games are just going to be skipping the Switch entirely. So, um, uh, it said, in fact, after a chaotic rumor tipping a Tegra chip based on Samsung, I think they meant to say Samsung's 5 nanometer processor node, which is then refuted by tips it originated from. So we feel that the Switch 2 would definitely have some form of NVIDIA chip at heart. Uh, it would be difficult to guess at potential power or clock speeds, but we'd like to hope that Nintendo taps into enough CPU and GPU power to deliver a next generation gaming experience. Uh, there were murmurs of a potential co-processor chip to live in the in the dock of the Switch 2 or the once rumored Switch Pro. This extra chip would be used to boost the console's power and video output when docked and connected to a 4K TV. Such a feature would be neat, but rumors around it have fallen quiet. It they definitely if they could make it with that level of modularity, like similar to ASUS's uh, XG Mobile, then I think you know 
you're going to be able to future proof it for at least another seven years. So onboard storage has been tipped at 512, which would be a significant upgrade over 32 and 64 gigabytes of the original Switch and Switch OLED, respectively. So talking about the uh, display, it's so on the display side, we can see the Switch 2 going for an OLED panel, much like that of the Switch OLED, but hopefully a boost in refresh rates would be good. Say taking the 60 hertz display and boosting it to 120 hertz, as seen in the best phones. Uh, there are no rumors to support this, but we've got fingers crossed. I can see them putting a 120 hertz panel on this. Uh, because that's become, 120 hertz is becoming the, the bare minimum. You know, 90 and 120 hertz. If they don't do 120 hertz, then do a 90 hertz display. So, however, Sharp, which makes the current Switch displays, has said it's working on a new LCD panel for a new gaming console. That could be a Switch 2. If that is the case, then we could be it could be disappointing, as the Switch 2 may come with a more data screen tech than the Switch OLED. There's a chance Sharp could be referring to another as yet unannounced console, but we're a little concerned the Switch 2 might not use OLED panels as standard. So their fears have been further increased by the recent rumor suggesting that the Switch 2 will launch with an LCD display in order to keep production costs down, and a new rumor from tipster Nate the Hate further adds fuel to the rumor that the Nintendo Switch 2 could have an LCD display. Alright, so let's talk about this next part of the article, so the features of the Switch 2. So there's precious little in the way of hints about the Nintendo Switch 2's features, but we can apply some educated guesswork if the Switch 2 sticks to the same control scheme as the switch we'd like to see it improve the joy cons so they suffer less from potential potential stick drift and having analog triggers for more precise control and the likes of racing games some tweaks to the ergonomics if uh, nintendo does indeed stick with the switch's core design uh, would also be appreciated with the switch too We'd like to see a boost in battery life, as the Switch tends to run out of juice in a handful of hours from running games like Breath of the Wild, um, and I'd also throw in Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, so a bigger battery would certainly help make it a more viable vending, uh, a gaming machine for things with like long international flights. Yeah, because so, I took my Switch LED with me when I went to LA, and uh, it lasted the whole flight. But uh, definitely, like, I didn't play a lot of Tears of the Kingdom because that was draining the battery quick. One other feature we'd like to see is improve Wi-Fi connectivity. Yeah, I would like to see it have Wi-Fi 6. So it might not be the first upgrade that springs to mind, but better Wi-Fi can be a dramatic upgrade when it comes to things like game streaming or simply downloading game speeds, uh, games at speed. Yeah, because downloading games right now, even when docked, it's still slow. Uh, I'd want it to have Wi-Fi 6. The dock should have... A gigahertz uh, download capability and um, the other thing I'm going to talk about and add in there is I would like it to have the capability of you know I want them to make a better you know interface when it comes to like the store uh, better organization functionality folder support and such like the switch as it is now is great but trying to go through your library as well as going through the Nintendo shop is not the greatest so I hope that they do a whole overhaul and also make the online experience like being able to have chat functionality built into it um having parties uh, separate areas for like you know streaming services and entertainment options like they need to completely nintendo needs to give it the times that's what i'm saying all right so switch to games <clears throat> so so far only a new mario game has been tipped for the nintendo switch 2 and uh, it'll apparently be based on the established Unreal Engine 4. 
uh, we can expect to see other big first party games from the Switch too. Uh, definitely, they're gonna have a Zelda in the works. Uh, likely a new version of Mario Kart, but potentially other games exist only in the realms of speculation and imagination at the time of writing. So Nintendo Switch's uh, backwards compatibility. So one feature we'll really look, uh, really hope to see in the Switch too is backwards compatibility, especially given the appetite we've seen for such um, capabilities on the PS5 and Xbox Series X. So hopefully running older Switch games on newer hardware would result in a performance boost and improve visual fidelity. Nintendo typically tends to keep backwards compatibility to a point. Uh, if you think about it, going from the GameCube to the Wii, the Wii had backwards compatibility with the GameCube, and then the Wii U had backwards compatibility with the Wii. So this should have backwards compatibility, in my opinion, with the Switch. So it, they shouldn't, and I don't know if they're going to stick with a cartridge format, which they probably will, given that we've seen like the $10 increase uh, in Switch games, starting with uh, Tears of the Kingdom. But uh, it should still be able to read Switch cards, in my opinion. Like, there's no point to ditch that. So rather worrying is a new rumor that has claimed the backwards compatibility for the Switch games might not have it for the Switch 2. That would be a bit disappointing uh, and would need Nintendo to have a stellar launch lineup for a next-gen Switch if it will, won't rely on this older NSAPS game library. We have also argued that backwards compatibility will need to extend to the Switch Joy-Cons as well. So backup Joy-Cons can be an expensive extra for the current Switch. So if they are rendered moot with the Switch 2, that would be rather disappointing and we hope other existing switch accessories like the ring fit adventure and external uh controllers will also be usable to switch to i agree um like they could do the go the route where like with playstation 5 you can still use ps4 controllers and accessories but they don't work with the ps5 or they could just go the whole xbox route and uh you know your xbox one controllers have full compatibility with any xbox series x and x games so if they go that route they'll be more pro consumer but nintendo is not the most pro consumer company out there so keep that in mind uh other than that <clears throat> uh switch to outlook is explaining it's still early days for the switch to rumors there's not a lot of hard and fast information floating around nintendo's famously tight-lived about what it's working on so we can't expect to see a myriad of leaks anytime soon but the time is arguably nigh for a new and more powerful switch or overall nintendo console and switch 2 could be the answer so that's it for that topic um i'm definitely uh hoping that they do like i said um i i'd love it to have an oled screen if they don't have it i'm not gonna cry over it but um, if they can have a screen similar to like the ROG Ally, I'm fine with that, but I prefer OLED. Um, Joy-Cons need to stay modular, it being able to go from a handheld to a full console experience. Uh, docked would be great too, or maybe not even need the dock. Maybe they can build everything in it. Um, it 512 gigs of storage is a need. I definitely think they need to maintain that and backwards compatibility with the switch games as well as switch controllers is a must um you're going to harbor a lot of goodwill because people have amassed so many uh things for the switch that it's going to be hard to say hey all that's moved coming up on the switch too or whatever it's going to be 
and uh, just a better uh, storefront and um, library navigation, everything like that. That's what I would want. So um, moving on from there, the last topic I want to bring up is I want to bring up uh, about the Steam Deck. So as you guys know, we've got uh, you know, Valve has officially started selling uh, certified refurbished Steam Decks. Now, they're completely out of stock as of now, but uh, all three variations, you can get refurbished units. And so I was thinking probably down the road, I'll probably buy another uh, Steam Deck, probably get a refurbished one and um go from there just because um i still want to tinker around with the steam deck here and there but i'm not completely like like it's not going to be my f main gaming platform but i'd still like to have a steam deck because i'll you know one of the things i'll say this regardless of all these handheld pc gaming devices that are coming out none of them are really going to beat the ease of use that valve has created with the steam deck and while it was incredibly rough and rocky at the beginning of the Steam Deck and for the majority of 2022, using a Steam Deck in 2023 is just, it's so easy. And no matter how powerful these Windows devices are that are coming out, that easy use is, you know, you're not topping that. So, you know, trackpads, docking is so solid, you know, managing, uh, you know, connecting headsets to do party chat, everything built into it. You're just not beating that. Um, but yeah, so you've got the 64 gig, the 256 and 512 gig models uh, for the Steam Deck. So the 64 gig will be about 319. The 256 is 419 and the 512 is 519. Now, um, some people don't like buying refurbished devices, but I will say that there's nothing wrong with refurbished devices in my opinion. Um, so we're going to go ahead and dive into what they're talking about with this. Let me uh, make the screen a little bit bigger. So certified refurbished. So each certified refurbished Steam Deck has been thoroughly tested to the same high standards as our retail units. Every device goes through a complete factory reset, software update, and extensive examination involving over 100 tests at one of Valve's facilities. Among the tests are all controller inputs, the audio system, the screen, and internals. Battery health is also assessed to ensure proper functionality and longevity. All refurbished units meet our meet or even exceed the performance standards of new retail units. Although they may have minor cosmetic blemishes, they provide a reliable, high-quality gaming experience at a lower cost. So all certified refurbished Steam Decks include the same one-year warranty as a new Steam Deck, unless longer, as determined by your country residence. There's, um, oh, I skipped a little. A, third, a refurbished power supply, fully tested, which may have some cos you know minor cosmetic marks, as well as the carry case and quick start guide. So portability means power. So, you know, this is all the same information we know about the Steam Deck. I don't need to you know, regurgitate any of this. But um, yeah, so if you have additional questions about it, they do have an FAQ. Now, I would not at all expect that this is going to be in stock frequently. So, you know, these are undercutting, I think they're like, what, $80 cheaper to $100. So like a brand new Steam Deck, 512 gig is six, was it 649? So refurbished is 519 um 256 is 419 brand new is i believe 
five ninety nine. Let me go look and see what the price of brand new is, so I can uh, be more accurate in that. Yeah, so six fifty, five twenty nine, and three ninety nine. These are all available now in the buy. Um. Yeah, so five twenty nine. So it's a hundred dollars off. This is a hundred and. $20 off, $130 off, and then we've got $80 off the Laureate. So these are great values. If you're looking at to get a Steam Deck and you don't mind being refurbished, like if these come in stock, this is definitely what I would, you know, push you towards getting. If you don't, you know, you want to save some money, this is worth it. So I'll probably pick up, you know, a 512 gig, or I might even get a 64 gig and just put in, because uh, I'm going to be upgrading my uh rg ally i'm going to be putting a two terabyte drive in and i might even just get a 64 gig and uh steam deck refurbish and just put that 512 in the steam deck and, and be good um so yeah i mean not bad at all definitely i'm looking forward to this uh to to get one down the road you know eventually not anytime soon but down the road i'll pick one up and you know i think these are great values very very great values but as far as like i know people are wondering about steam deck 2 um i know i've done videos like last year covering that uh i will say this as far as the steam deck 2 i would expect it within another year and a half maybe two years i don't see valve having a need right now to push out a brand new the uh, steam deck like steam deck's already a year old i think once we hit like mid next year 2024 that's when we're going to start hearing more about like a Steam Deck 2. So I would hazard to guess that's when you should like be more comfortable to expect that to happen. A uh, last little bit. I know this is a much longer episode, but I'm really covering up for things I was going to do uh, individual episodes on. Uh, but last thing I want to talk about is uh, talking about the ROG Ally after you know two months with it when i've had you know essentially over two months with my rg ally and the experience has been you know aside from you know occasional issues with windows where i had to do like one factory reset um and um issues with like ratchet and clank not running on it but they run on the deck but apparently that's been fixed but i haven't gone back to test um and then the micro SD card reader, uh, reader issue. So I had the one one terabyte Sandus brick, and then I also had uh, issues with the uh, five twelve card getting brick too of the salsa Sandus. But since then, I haven't used any type of internal uh, external micro SD cards with it. I kept everything on the internal. Occasional issues with Windows and ASUS's uh, Armory Create software, Armory Create SD software. So that, you know, there are times where I just had to reboot the the the, the uh, RNG Ally to get it to work properly. But then that's true of like any Windows device. If it sits idle and sleeping, you know, sometimes that just screws with it. But for the most part, gaming has still been great. Uh, I've had not had any issues other than like Ratchet and Clank having issues with crashing. You know, I play games like Call of Duty, Baldur's Gate Three runs great on it. Uh, Diablo Four has been great on it. Uh, as well as Diablo 2. I've uh, been playing um, StarCraft with my mouse and keyboard on it, so that's been great. 
and just you know i i haven't i don't really have any complaints like i play open beats of rage games like legend of the double dragon and uh, uh ultimate double dragon am2r uh another metro 2 remake the games on epic game store actually i've had alan wake remastered crash on me so i'm thinking i'm just gonna have to play that opening on um my desktop and then try it out again on the ally but other than that you know stranger paradise and everything i've run thrown at it runs great so i don't you know as an update it's still running good for me and i'm still i'm still grateful and um enjoying my purchase to be you know from being completely honest but that's this episode of decked up hopefully uh you guys got caught up and you understand you know why i've been gone why there's been a lack of content and uh everything i've been working on and, and trying to do to uh, raise awareness and funds for the people of maui hopefully you guys are satisfied with all the news coverage and and um you know covering the uh, refer steam decks uh following up two months with the rog ally you know the lenovo legion go switch to rumors we got to cover everything everything got covered here and uh, also make sure you check out the podcast i did with uh james of games revealed you know that was a really fun episode uh, we're going to be doing more episodes. Uh, I'm going to be on his podcast a lot more. He'll be coming back on Decked Up again. So definitely look forward to that. And um, all that being said, if you guys enjoyed this episode, make sure you like. If you're watching on YouTube, like, share, comment, subscribe, become a channel member if you want. Uh, if you're listening to it on you know any podcasting outlet, leave a rating and a review. Let us know. You know, give us some commentary. A review, don't even leave a review. Just give commentary on what you think on the episodes you've been hearing so far. And um, other than that, uh, the only other thing I can say is, um, you know, if it's on your heart or you have a capability of donating to either, you know, the Hawaii Community Foundation's uh, Maui Strong Fund or to Maui Food Bank or to Aloha United Way's uh, Maui uh, fundraiser that they're doing, then do so. You know, there's other resources available. I'll leave all that in the description as well as the first pinned comment on the YouTube video and you know if you're not in a position to donate then you know just share it around because you know where you may not be able to financially you know donate somebody you know possibly could and you know every little bit helps doesn't cost much for an act of kindness you know hitting the share button or you know making a tweet or a post about it doesn't you know it, it costs nothing it's free and that you know little bit that you do can go to actually saving someone's life or changing someone's life. So if it's on your heart, then please do that. All that being said, best episode of Decked Up. Good to be back. Expect more content. Got more things I'm doing reviews on. Um, I got to do this from um, BenQ. They sent this to me and they've been waiting on it. And I need to get back to them with a review for that. You got some other devices that I'm working on as well. So, uh, yeah. You know, expect some stuff to be coming, you know, stuff down in the works. So all that being said, I catch you guys in the next one. Stay safe. Be blessed. Have aloha. And uh, I'll see you guys around. Peace.